welcome to the Fantasy Football Hangover, Season 2, Episode 9. Today we're talking about how to call in the sniffles, wags at war, running like a penguin, shopping sprees, pink champagne, Alan Shearer's hair, Dane Bowers being out of his mind, smoking in the box, and Gary Lineker's tweets. Get involved! Hello listeners, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover. I'm joined this week by none other than Robert. Hello, you alright? I'm very well sir, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Um, We are without one other voice, obviously. What's that guy's name again? Young Will. Oh, Will, yeah. The youngest of the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast team. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's off to... I don't know where he's gone. He's disappeared. Yeah, I'm not sure. He just he called it in this morning. Yeah. In fact, you know, he didn't even call it in. He sent Robert WhatsApp. Yeah. Just saying a bit sniffly today. Very so. rude. Very rude. The youth you know of today. I, and that's it. I, I get this at work actually from some of my team. Like, like they think it's fine to to WhatsApp, WhatsApp or email, so they're not no. coming in. You got to do it. You got to do know, the voice. You have got to do the voice. Yeah. Uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> not feeling. I'm not feeling so yeah. well. Do it the second you wake up. So you sound <laughs> yeah, even croakier. Exactly. Don't even get out of bed. Yeah. Don't drink anything. Come on, Will. He's yeah. got a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah, come on, Will. So this week we've got some of the usual stuff for you. We're going to do our um, our usual game week tips. We got a best of worst of that is taking inspiration from the re- the most recent uh, social media sensation. Oh, taking over the world. Oh yes. Uh, we've got a bit of correspondence. We've got a TCT. That's our toddler captain tips. A little roundup and another one. Uh, we'll look at our mini leagues. We'll pick a beer of the week. And we'll look forward to game week nine. Nine, it's back, finally. Right, go Rob. Struth, I've got uh, Matty Ryan at Brighton. Goalkeeper, 4.6 million even, 14% owned. They've got Villa, Everton and Norwich next and keeping a few clean sheets. Then at Villa, their winger, Anwar El Ghazi. 5.5 million, only one... 0.4% 0.4% owned. He scored 5, 7, and 9 in the last few games. They've got some tough fixtures coming up, but they tend to score in most games. And then finally, your favourite, Rich, Callum Hudson Adoy, 5.9 million, 1.2% owned. He's got a few assists. Newcastle, Burnley, Watford next. Go, Rich. Oh, amazing. Well, second that on Callum Hudson Adoy, as you, as you know, favourite of mine. Yes. Two assists in just 93 minutes of football. What an absolute lad. Get him in. Uh, favourite of yours now, Rob, Mr. Raul Jimenez, uh, oh, 7.1 million. He's only 8.7% owned. Uh, he looks good looks back to his best they've got Southampton Newcastle and Arsenal's of goals and the last one a goalkeeper Casper Schmeichel only 7.7% owned 5 million with Fabianski out Alisson still coming back his good option got save points in the last three of the last four may I offer you a beer yes yes that's a very crucial part whilst we digest so interestingly we both went for a goalkeeper there yeah. Um, what's your strategy on goalkeeper transfer? Well, I, I normally like to go for two budgets. Yeah. Um, I've always thought, oh, what's the point of spending all that money on a goalkeeper when you can stick it in the strikers? Yeah. And actually, this season, particularly with the lack of clean sheets, that's been quite, yeah, quite a good one. Although Fabianski's now out for two months. Yeah. He's my go-to goalkeeper in FPL every that, year. Well, that's interesting you say it because I think my strategy for goalkeeper is only change when you're forced. I get quite stubborn or just kind of leave them there. And don't think too much about it. So, um, I've I, I've got 
Pope at Burnley. He yeah. seems to be doing all right. He's a good one. And I've got the rubbish. But then I it made a decision for me. I've got the bench goalkeeper that never plays. Oh, really? Because I wanted to just... I've got... Because I, I got it wrong all last season. I had Foster at Watford and... Um, um, oh God, Patricio at Wolves. Yeah, and I just kept alternating them and getting it wrong. Patricio at Wolves, top scoring goalkeeper in the game. Is he? Yeah, I think so. That, that says a lot. I quite like the idea of Smichael. Leicester's fixtures are yeah. incredible. Yeah, um, a bit tighter in defence. Yeah, and he, he's got, he gets a lot of save points. Yeah, and then of course we double tipped Hudson Odoi. Yes, and I see. I love a double assist. If you get a player who's getting a couple of assists, to me that says that there's a game coming where they're going to start scoring. Yeah, and I think he to come back from an injury that serious and hit the ground running that quickly and already mm. be keeping William um, and Pedro out of the team yeah. I think Frank Frank's loyal to his young players isn't he and this guy you know, he's the future of English football really Yeah, and I, I think he's such a good player get him now when he's 5.9 because I think his value is going to rocket yeah. in the next few and weeks and Chelsea look pretty exciting don't they going to get goals, goals at both ends yeah. I guess the problem is with Hudson Odoi is that a lot of people already have Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount mm. and tripling up on Chelsea might be too That's much quite a lot on any team isn't it yeah I never got Mount in I feel like I missed the boat because his value's just you? gone up, and up yeah I jumped on that bandwagon and he looks good doesn't he yeah yeah if I, yeah, I, I want to get him in now but I feel like I've got Hudson Lloyd yeah he'll so, do the job yeah it's good to have a, a differential is that even a word or is that an FPL word a good question let's find out yeah yeah FPL listeners yeah. let us know is that, is that a, in the a strict FPL term <laughs> only um, so we are we haven't mentioned we're recording this on Tuesday night yeah so um, we are there's still Euro qualifiers qualifiers going on tonight and I have a question oh right regarding the very subject of Euro 2020 oh crikey this so, is a gap area for no, me. I wasn't I wasn't even aware of this actually um, So, but I imagine you'll know a bit more about it than I do so the all the games are being played across twelve countries, or twelve different cities, um, and they're pretty much oh, across next twelve year. countries. Yeah, during the tournament because it's in its sixtieth year or something. Yeah. So, and so my question for you, which we can come back to later if you want to have a mull over, or you might know, is where is the opening game, Ooh. and where are the semis and the final? Oh, crikey! I'm pretty sure. Some of the semis or one of the semis is Wembley. Wembley, Wembley. Because I, I remember seeing the ballot go round. Right. Opening game. There must be a story like where the European Championships originated. If not, they've missed a trick there. Yeah. I unfortunately don't know where the European Championships originated. <laughs> no. Like I where the first tournament was. No. no. It's a big one. It's a big one. I have, have a think. We'll yeah. Come back to that, later. Yeah. Let's revisit that. Um, it's a big one for the opener. And yeah, you're on the right track for the uh, semi and the final as well, which kind of surprised me actually. Yeah, but I'll reveal it later. Ah, uh, excellent. Yeah, well, so we'll revisit that. Well, let's um, let's do our best of worst of. Yeah. Right, so this week we're talking WAGs. Oh dear. W-A-G. Wise and girlfriends to the uninitiated. So this is off the back of the spat that broke the internet. Yeah. Colleen Rooney versus Rebecca Vardy. 
So I'm sure, dear listeners, you have seen this or know the context, so I'll briefly recap. At 10.29am on the 9th of October, incidentally the day of William Clark, brother Richard Clark's birth. Um, and of my youngest daughter, Olive's birth. Ah, what a great day. Yeah, special day. What a great day, marred by two feuding wags. <laughs> um, so Colleen Rooney tweeted and basically broke the internet. This was where she tweeted that... I'm not going to read it all, but um, in summary, uh, her, she had stories that had been being leaked to the press and she conducted a thorough investigation by making all the followers on her Instagram stories private, apart from one account, to see if the stories were leaking from the source she suspected. And after months of leaking stories, such yeah. as the gender crisis in Mexico... Right. Um, Floods. Was there a flood? Or there was a flood thing. Yeah. The, the reveal with a stunning use of ellipsis was dot 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 way dot. too many dots few lines missing <laughs> it's Rebecca Vardy's account are you tempted I'm really tempted to do this with friends or family members how's so? that because you know when you post a story you can just post it to one person or your, your I didn't even know that before close this. friends or right. whatever it is there's, there's groups you can create so I assume that's what she did and she kept making that group smaller um, but I'm tempted to do it yeah just to see how far it travels. Not in a kind of gossipy, bitchy way, but just, just sounds like quite a fun game to play, Yeah, it? reduce your sphere. Yeah. See, see who's going to leak. Yeah, see who Rob cares stories. about you, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you see that thing the other day? So this prompted like a mass reaction all across the internet. Netflix UK tweeted, we're going to have to make a documentary about this, aren't Jumping we? on the bandwagon. Yeah, yes. totally. Massive. And there was all the Wagatha Christie thing, which was actually Wagatha quite, Christie was good, was good and I think it came from a punter as well, didn't it? I Did don't it? think it was a, a press thing. So I like that. I like the fact that the press are now taking from the people. That's, yeah, that's good. yeah, that is good. So we thought we'd have a closer look at the uh, the life and times of the wag. So wow. I guess um, one of the first ones with a hint with a hint of kind of Twitter social media spat. Yeah, in for good measure. Yeah, a little bit of feuding, yeah. a little bit of online and social. Yeah. So yeah. I was going to talk a bit about probably the first time the modern phenomenon of wag really came to fruition, which was Baden Baden. Right. So this was for England's uh, 2006 World Cup. Uh, it was a location carefully selected by Sven Jürgen Eriksson. That was Sven era, right? Yeah, yeah. who of course. Is had that the fa- golden generation? Yeah, it was golden balls yeah. and it was yeah, Lampard and Gerard, not Beckham, Crouchy, the whole gang. Um, basically, this was a sleepy southwest German town right. uh, just on the edge of the Black Forest. Um, that was. The first time all the England players were allowed to bring wives and families to a World Cup. First time since who was before Sven? Was it Glenn Hoddle or was it? Was I it think it was Glenn before. Was it Glenn Capello. before? Capello was after. Capello was after. Because in fact, yeah. some say he was an extreme reaction to this phenomenon. Right. Like kind of the lack of discipline yeah. replaced by the authoritarian. Sexy Sven. So every way. single member of the England squad bought their wives, girlfriends, or families. Yeah. Apart from Aaron Lennon. Oh, Aaron. So the England entourage numbered 110 strong. Jesus. Yeah, and so with it, obviously, at that, that time, the Wags were um, Cheryl, yeah. uh, Victoria Beckham. So it was high-profile people in their own right. And why Why didn't Aaron want to bring anyone, do we know? Oh, no, he didn't get to that. Maybe he was a single man. Yeah. Aaron just Lennon. very disciplined. Yeah, maybe. He just thought, I don't, I don't need this circus around really fast-running. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. Little stiff head down, arms out. Yeah. <laughs> the penguin, I think they call it, don't they? It's like a minion, I think. It's a little bit. It's a good technique, very distinctive. 
Um, so this, yeah, so uh, basically this media circus uh, ensued. Um, lots of stories kicking around about it. Victoria Beckham taking 60 pairs of sunglasses with her. <laughs> um, a fi- a £57,000 one-hour shopping spree. Jesus. So basically the routine of the Wags Day, which was followed meticulously by the paparazzi, was wake up. Uh, it was the emergence of Carly Zucker, whose right. name you might not recognise, but she Thanks was about. Joe Cole's girlfriend uh, at the yeah. time. Yeah. But every single morning... Now wife? Possibly. Personal not trainer? Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was what. pictured running in a crop top right. oh, pretty much every morning, yes. and that kind of hit the red tops. Sexy um, lady crop top. It was the revolution of the pear bellini, which was the wag's drink of choice. <laughs> uh, there's lots of quotes from members of Garibaldi's bar. Mate, who had smash this research. <laughs> they had a, a wonderful time. Um, uh, Ellen Rives, if you remember her, was yeah. Frank Lampard's right. other half of the time. She missed her flight due oh, to taking Ellen. five large bags of his hand luggage. <laughs> ten luggage. Uh, the quote from Bild, the, uh, the German newspaper, was they spent more in ten minutes than anyone else could in a lifetime. Yikes. And uh, so this was basically shop, see the game, yeah. drink, dance, party. Good. Constantly for a whole month. Barden Barden cleaned up. Apparently, the designer stores Gucci and Hermes ordered in up to two hundred thousand pounds extra units worth really? of stock oh just God. to keep them satisfied. And some of the bills, so there were two the the extras bills at the hotel after they checked out. Yeah. L M Rivers, right. twenty eight thousand six hundred and seven pounds. How long? How long were they here? Sorry. Nearly a month. Right. A few weeks. Uh, and Alex Curran, uh, Stephen Gerrard's other half, twenty five thousand three hundred twenty one, including. 60 bottles of pink champagne wow party time that's unbelievable isn't it so this, this was slammed a bit by um, lots of pundits Bobby yeah. Robson Alan Shearer amongst others it was blamed by some parts of the media for England's dismal World Cup performance yeah and then said to have maybe led to Sven's exit ultimately and Capello coming in to instill a bit of discipline well, you can in understand the why they, you know, they want players to be happy and have the people they love around them I always yeah. think that's uh, quite a sensible thing but and it probably it probably also is that ignited that thing about that desire as well right that kind of chasing celebrity culture that, that a lot of maybe younger people have or, or didn't have before then of like I just want to be famous because therefore I get all these things where I have money and luxury items and yeah yeah well there was the thing I think it was just the 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 wags themselves being celebrities in their own right yeah can sell newspapers it was a point made, I think, in the aftermath by David Davies at the FA that some people said it costing the World Cup, which is almost certainly nonsense. It was probably a media distraction. Yeah. But then Italy won the World Cup that year, and when they emerged from the plane having touched down in Italy with the World Cup, off came the players, all their wives and all their right. families. So it didn't seem to hamper them. Grazie. Uh, yeah, and also it was pre-social media, so it was an era of that was how they kind of you know, there was no way of getting a positive message of it across. Yeah. Something that England did really well in the last World Cup, wasn't it? That positive thing of, you know, Harry, Harry Maguire leaning on the, you know, the yeah, true. Fence, but chatting to his missus and family. Nice. And yeah, and it was, all, it was all very well communicated, wasn't it? You know, playing, going bowling and doing those kind of nice, wholesome activities together as a team or family and girlfriends. It's, but back then it was like you're just followed around by Paps so you, if you mess up anywhere you're, you're doomed yeah exactly I think there are a few altercations between them and the Paps as well at 3am in clubs good unsurprisingly well I think you know I mean yeah I think that's a better Netflix series actually 
<laughs> yeah, well, bit, I mean, a bit retro. they will pretty much commission anything. So, well, I've got a really tenuous link to that, which I'd like to touch on. So, when we spoke about it, this isn't quite as wag based, but it's more um, on the Twitter spat. Yes, our old friend, good friend of the show, Joseph Barton, as he was known on Twitter. Ah, yes, we've mentioned him a few times. We in our best of worst, not in the yeah, most... mainly the worst of, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and there was the. Do you remember he went on about? Um, his dislike of Alan Shearer's hair on Twitter um, and uh, I think he'd just been watching Match of the Day and he eloquently tweeted I really don't like that prick in fact I honestly despise him dot 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 just three at least he got that right yeah good night that was it and then he went into but I have better hair which is not hard wear well better shirts on TV and have a personality something you lack wow oh I said all Alan and then and then Shearer starts replying, but and it, it goes on. He had a he had a spat with uh, Diddy Hammond. Do you remember Hammond? The yeah, of course. Player? Yeah, and um, uh, Hammond chipped in. Uh, they were Man City teammates in 2013. Oh, right. Yeah, of course, because he went there after Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and they had a disagreement over cl- club politics and respect. And uh, uh, Diddy Hammond tweeted Joey and said, um, "Do yourself a favour, stay out of club politics. QPR and Newcastle paid you well." for playing not to comment on recruitment and then Joey Barton uh, lo- uh, trying to trying to give me stick you cheeky man get your own life your own life in order first hashtag people in glass houses and then um, Haman goes on said didn't say a bad word about, about uh, clubs blah 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 and then Barton comes back and says I put in the graph mate not playing poker online and smoking bifters the night before a game I wouldn't let you manage a pet shop Oh, wow, that's quite a, that's quite a bizarre accusation. It really isn't it? is, isn't it? And also, I mean, biffed us the night before a game. Yeah, and Hamlet rarely had a bad game. Yeah, as far as I, I recall him being incredibly consistent for all the clubs he yeah. played for. Yeah, and you know, one of those guys you imagine is a bit of a model professional outside, unlike Joey Barton, who has form for all kinds of heinous crimes do you, I quite enjoy it though a public spat <laughs> yeah I do you shouldn't should I you do. but it's, there's something about it when I guess particularly professional footballers because they're so often media trained and well behaved and rarely oh. let, let an insight into what they're like you know yeah it's really hard to actually get beneath the surface isn't yeah, it yeah we sort of almost had it with that well we had the world's dullest Twitter spat recently didn't we with Michael Owen and Alan Shearer just which felt like that was badly just, manufactured by someone just, yeah just trying to sell them, books basically yeah. it's absolutely shame there was an interesting spat between um, Victoria Beckham and Katie Price oh okay who yeah, were I think Katie about. Price at the time was dating Dwight York right um, father of her son yeah and Victoria Beckham would have been with Bex obviously and I think Katie Price blamed Victoria Beckham for the breakdown of her relationship with Dane Bowers because they released <laughs> such an awful single together. <laughs> so there's obviously classic tune. Look it up. It is, uh, it's good. Yeah, out of your mind. It was it. It was Dane Bowers featuring Victoria Beckham. I think I it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lucky. Uh, I mean it could have been Katie I guess that's where she was resentful but apparently yeah. Victoria didn't like her and uh, there was one point where they walked into some West End or Katie Price walked into some West End club right. to be given a rendition of Who Let the Dogs Out by Victoria uh, Beckham complete with barking and everything by Victoria Beckham by Victoria Beckham that's nice pretty brutal that's I think. Subtle, isn't it <laughs> yeah 
I think that's pre-social media as well. <laughs> oh, shame. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you came across. Um, with this. Did we have... Um, I had a little bit of... Uh, yeah, I had one um, from your old friend, old friend uh, Arsenal goalkeeper. How do you say his first name? Chesney. Yeah, Wojciech. Wojciech, sorry. Wojciech Szczesny. So, yeah, Arsenal's Polish international goalkeeper uh, commented on um, Aaron Ramsey's, a photo of Aaron Ramsey, and uh, tweeted him direct saying, um, Aaron J. Ramsey, looking like a a rapist paedophile isn't a good thing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then just tried to back it up and sort of maybe uh, dig himself out of the hole, but perhaps dug it a bit bigger by saying, that would be rude, mate. But you look like a rapist on that picture. LOL. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a scenario where the word rapist and a lol can go in the same yeah. sentence. Yeah, oh, I'm, not, I'm not being rude. Yeah. So. Wow, what a fun, he's a funny character, was it, Chesney? Like a real... Uh, I mean, I guess he's sort of what we were talking about before, footballer with a personality. Yeah. But obviously, slightly deranged. <laughs> <laughs> His Arsenal career came about. It's really weird, isn't he? He's the only player I can recall of in the modern era being caught smoking in the toilets. Oh yeah, you know, it's uh, away at Southampton on Boxing Day a few years ago, <laughs> basically the end of his career. But, but I mean, it was six a penny back in the day. But yeah, the modern athlete—that's just he's, he's, <laughs> fag in the box, know, right? And also, you're losing at St Mary's at half time. What on earth are you thinking? What a lunatic! Did you get any more wag fodder, or did, have, you, have you? I had. Um, do, I had one. Um, do you know about Wonder? No. So Wanda is uh, a famous wag, um, mainly in Italy. Um, So she is a former showgirl and Argentine TV presenter. She married a player called Maxi Lopez, who at the time was at Barcelona. Yeah. Went on to play for Argentina. Uh, They got married, had three kids, uh, and he moved to Italy. Right. Um, At the time when he was at Barca, a young kid called Mauro Icardi joined, two Argentines together. Uh, Maxi Lopez looks after him brought him up um, best of friends got to know Wanda they holiday together and all sorts then their careers took slightly different paths um, but ultimately they ended up at Sampdoria together um, and then I think Icardi was a bit older this affair ensued um, that meant she uh, left well she left Maxi Lopez and her three right. children to be with Mauro Icardi and then it let, and that sort of precipitated his transfer from Sampdoria to Inter. Right. And then there became there was a match that was famously known as the Wonder Derby between Inter and Sampdoria, where the two players refused to shake hands. But she married Icardi. Icardi then uh, went on to get the names of her three children with Maxi Lopez tattooed on his body, <laughs> and, and this acrimonious breakup. She also became Icardi's agent, so she's quite a renowned businesswoman as well as media personality, TV presenter. She was responsible for his salary rising from €900,000 per year to €4.5 million Euros per year. But she also participated a real acrimonious relationship with Inter Milan that saw him frozen out of the team for long periods and ultimately loaned to PSG this season. Crumbs. I'm so she is her. she's terrifying she looking sounds, as well. Is she? Yeah. yeah. She sounds quite frightening. Yeah. She I'm definitely frightened. She's a powerful lady. <laughs> <laughs> lady. 
definitely a lady. Yeah. Um, I've got one I should mention, which I, I forgot to mention earlier, was Gary Lineker, who I have to say is pretty good on Twitter, right? Yeah, he's great. He, his he tone is, is often spot on, isn't it? And he, he, what he comes out with is, is often, you know, occasionally controversial, but he, I think he treads the line well. Um, this was back in 2014. He tweeted... Uh, watching a Barcelona game Messi makes me realise how shit I was <laughs> and then uh, when was it one week later he was watching a Tottenham game when uh, Roberto Saldado was playing up front <laughs> oh, well, yeah. and tweeted Saldado makes me realise that I wasn't that shit <laughs> <laughs> which is beautiful we need to do a feature at some point on those players who just spent there and we talked about before the third goalkeeper thing but players like Sadaldo who ended up being at Spurs for probably four or five years mm. and playing through four games quite a lot of money didn't they yeah yeah he was awful <laughs> he really was terrible never quite adapted no he moved to did he go to the Dutch league I think he went Maybe to Spurs, uh, Villa, Villarreal after Tottenham I oh, was it yeah that's where he went we miss him there you go yeah we ah. miss you so listeners if you've got any other uh, wag moments or like Twitter, yeah. social media beefs. Let us know Let any us social know. media beefs, especially if they're from you. You know, if you support a lower league club or you know, or any anything good that we might yeah. have missed, please let us know. Yeah, we're always get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter and on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Right, so Rob, what you got? Uh, I had. Uh, a note via our uh, Instagram from Joey89Live or Joey89Live what do you think? Live I live? I reckon he's live yeah and he referenced Will the absentee and said "Um, I really enjoy the podcast and in particular Will's voice I just wondered if he could stop referring to his partner Natalie as his fiance oh right he um, just goes on to say I appreciate they're in a relationship, but I don't need to have it rubbed in my face every time that he has a fiance. <laughs> so, sorry, Joe. Do, do you think it's the fact that Will has a fiance and Joe Live Life doesn't? Joe or is Live it the Life. fact that, um, you know, maybe Will's beautiful voice is quite appealing and being reminded oh, that he's true. unattainable? I, I hadn't thought of that, but that is, that is a very good that's a very good flip. Well, we can. That's, that's a situation that but can some, be. Some people have an issue with the term fiance, don't they? Oh, do they? Yeah. But then some people have an issue with the term boyfriend or girlfriend. So My significant I, other, my I life think, partner. Yeah, does she? No. Oh, well, no, no. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I thought you were stating she no, had no, a problem no. with it. I was thinking of other terminology. <laughs> yeah. My life partner. Partners. Partner's a good one as well, isn't it? Yeah. The whole business partner versus your actual life lover. partner. Love partner. Yeah. Concubine. Love interest. I like love, love interest. interest. <laughs> love interest is good. Can mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My absolutely. love interest. <laughs> My love interest, FPL. Make it a tabloid headline. <laughs> um, did well, you have any? I did. I have a, I had uh, something in from Steve O'Crum, who uh, um, asked us if we had seen Petr Cech's change of career, <laughs> oh, which was awesome. He, and he actually that. wrote in, because I'd seen it, but what I didn't realise, what Steve O sent in, was that... Uh, Having become netminder for Guildford Phoenix, the oh, it's called netminder. Yeah, the netminder uh, for the Guildford right. Phoenix ice hockey team. Mind the net. Yeah, do you know how his debut went? Yeah, he saved something in a penalty yeah. shootout. Didn't saved he? two penalties, 
picked up a man of the match picked up man of the match and his team won the shootout from having been uh, 2-1 down how did you see the photo like the the PR shot or the team shot that he had he's he's got all the gear on and all the padding he just it just looks so weird he looks gigantic doesn't he he his face that you recognise and he's obviously quite tall and svelte isn't he as a footballer but then he's suddenly got this massive amount of padding on I really enjoyed that Um, little known fact so the Guildford Phoenix play their home games at the Guildford Spectrum right where none other than fantasy football hangover co-host Richard Clark has been to many a birthday party oh. once famously ice skating yeah ice skating yeah. famously skating full pelt across the ice <laughs> at the age of probably eight or nine using my arms to stop myself on the side my arms went rigid so my legs went backwards oh, knocked no. myself out on the ice yeah concussed <sighs> Uh, sent home. Oh, yeah, that's no party. Wasn't it? great. So it was a little bit Petter did better than me. Yeah. Um, and this, this is yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to this. There's a Guildford thing. Okay. Oh, good. We'll go back to. It. I, so I had. Um, we've been doing our thing where we get tips from the world of FPL, particularly uh, Instagram and Twitter. Ah, yes. The the experts who have, have far more expertise than us. Occasionally, occasionally we get it right. But anyway, um, our friend Callum from FPL Football Advice. So if you want to look him up. He's on Instagram as FPL Football Advice. He does, it's quite interesting actually, he does videos. Sounds a bit weird, but it's not as good. He sits in his car and gives you sort of little weekly updates. I mean, I want to well, know like, where he lives. Um, like Stan Collymore used to, with yeah. Ricky Johnson. Yeah, he's not, he's not, he's kind of, I guess he's sat in the driveway, but he looks quite scenic and green. And, oh, I'm going to check him out. Yeah, and he's good. He's good. He's got some good advice. So he dropped us a line to share this with us. Go on, Cal. What's up, guys? Callum from FPL Football Advice. Thanks again for having me on. My tip this week is regarding captaincy picks. I personally have had four captaincy blanks this season, jumping between Salah and Sterling, a problem I know many managers have had. Looking at the fixtures, I think the usual highly picked players have a tough game week this weekend. Although Man United have had a poor start to the season, they still have the best expected goals against for those who love their stats. And it's always a tough game for Liverpool at Old Trafford, so the likes of Salah and Mane could be in for a tough afternoon. Man City away against Crystal Palace have only conceded the third least goals and looks like it could be dependent on KDB's fitness. So it could be another tough game for Sterling and Aguero. Monday night match for Arsenal, Sheffield United. Can smell an upset there, so Aubameyang owners beware. And I think it's time to put our trust in the red-hot Chelsea man, Tammy Abraham. Eight goals this season. I know Newcastle have had a great result against United, but I think Abraham can add to his tally and return the points for managers. So that's my game week nine tip. Good luck, everyone, and you guys keep up the great work. Cheers. Ah, oh, yeah, nice. That's good. Some good advice. Yeah, he's, he's really good. I like what he delivers. And um, I like he... Tammy, actually. I've actually currently got Tammy as my captain. Yeah, do you know, so have I. But we'll, we'll come back to that we'll towards the end of the that. show. Does he know Ian Holloway? Um, I don't know yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's an accent there isn't there yeah, there yeah is. it's a good accent I like it though yeah it's um, very engaging and actually addressing a problem of the lack of regional accents on this podcast this is true as addressed by our friend yeah but um, no thank <laughs> you Zach Callum and um, we'll, we'll see how you get on and yeah um, anyone else wants to get in touch with a bit of advice please give us a shout yeah so back to Guildford yes, there was uh, something else cropped out I don't know if you saw there was Luis Figo was spotted in Guildford. Oh, I did. Was that real? I don't. That I didn't was really that, read that into was real. That. It was a really weird thing. It's like holiday time. I think he tweeted him on the cobbled streets of Guildford. Yeah. Um, do you need another and there drink? Was, Sorry. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got a double IPA that's eight point five percent. 
It's a really tough drink. I'm sorry, pressure drop. I'm sure it's delicious, but I'm, I'm going to give up. He's having heartburn. Well, because it's double, I'm giving up halfway yeah. through. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've basically had a heartburn. Balanced it. Um, but yeah, he. Um, but there was an astronaut in the background as well. I don't know if you noticed that. This is the thing I think why I stopped looking because I was like, what's this about? It was weird. But, but it, yeah. having done a little bit of uh, investigating, uh, his daughter actually goes to the uni- University of Surrey. She's been there two years, ah, okay. so he's probably visiting her. And it was National Space Week, which is probably and why there's an astronaut. He's probably in the a very distinctive man to walk past, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong, yeah. strong brow. He's the kind of guy who walks in a room. You know, he's walked strong in. Strong features, yeah, a bit yeah. like a Roman statue. Swarthy. Definition of swarthy. That guy. Good word. Um, would you like a few Guildford facts? I love them. That's what the main reason okay. I'm here. So obviously we had the spectrum and, and my incident with the ice. <laughs> the main uh, facts. The Omen was filmed at Guildford Cathedral. Ah, yeah, the famous scene. Uh, the first recorded reference of cricket uh, was in Guildford. Um, it was during a judicial report in uh, 1597. 1597? 1597, but um, relating to 1550. And Roger Moore, aka James Bond, was haunted in Guildford. He was staying at the Angel Hotel right. in 1973, and on two consecutive nights at 2 a.m. exactly, he was woken up by an apparition. Gloria Gaynor, no. <laughs> yeah, First he was afraid yeah. Yeah, And he was petrified um, Yeah this apparition He said he saw it uh, Plain as day uh, Misty figure Coming to him Right The third night Well before the third night He went back And he noticed On the bedside table A bible had been left open At Psalm 23 uh-huh. Didn't question it Slept that night Yeah The apparition didn't appear He spoke to the maid The next day they had asked him if the ghost had appeared, aware of the haunting, and it was uh, warned off by Psalm 23. But you're going to read Psalm 23 now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyone else knows anything exciting about Guildford, uh, let us know. It's a pretty fun place. I like it. I'm going there. For my captain this week. Yeah. 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 For my captain this week. Toddler Captain Tips TCTs are back Last week we had our friend of a friend of a friend Who made that jingle I believe uh, We had Nate from Boxer Rebellion God, What a voice Nate had oh, It was incredible I, I went home and played it to my wife I was like listen to this guy Listen to this act. Did it she, work? She was impressed Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It made me feel bad about my own voice yeah. But um yeah, so his son, I forget his name. Teddy. Teddy, young Teddy. Teddy, age five. Teddy the genius. Um, uh, had a choice between Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling, and he opted for Kane, Harry Kane. And Teddy, you would have done well to go either way. They were two points each, as everyone will remember from Game Week 8. It was a pretty disappointing game week for most of the big players. Yeah, it was. So, that a draw. so that's one point each, so that leaves us at 6-4. Six, 6-4. Four. Six, four. Go on the kids. Still got a, got a good little race ahead. And um, I went, to, as we touched on earlier, uh, young Olive turned three last week. So now she's a bit older and wiser. She wanted to get involved. Brilliant. So um, I put my captain choice to her. There's a few delays in here, but it's it's worth the wait. So here you go. Here's Olive, three years go old. Go on, Olive. Hello. Hello? What's your name? Olive. How old are you? Three. <gasps> Who 
do you like? Mo Salah or Tammy Abraham? Mo Salah. Like Mo Salah, this one. You like this one? Is this Mo Salah? This is Tammy Abraham. Do you like him? No. You don't like him? <laughs> I thought you did like him. I'll show you that. That's Mo Salah. What do you think? He looks cool. He looks cool, okay. Thank you, darling. I love him. You love him. Okay. He farts. And he farts. Oh, good. There you go. <laughs> That's very good. Nice, Alec. As we've mentioned before, often you offer a photo, you know, and a yeah. choice. And, um, yeah, Tammy Abraham was the winner before we recorded that. So she flipped it. Wow. I don't know why. But it was interesting. Well, because he farts. That might be it. If you remember, she she helped with the captain choice previously, and that was her answer, which I thought she might have forgot. But she <laughs> she actually seemed to think that's a it's, protocol for choosing a captain. It's <laughs> a pretty consistent <laughs> yeah. basis. I isn't don't want it? it to be bloated and gassy. Yeah, I just need to know which of them farts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Olive. So yeah, good luck, Olive. Who? Uh, yeah, I wonder who who who's got what the weekend. Um, out of those, so. Um, Liverpool got Man United on the Sunday game and Chelsea have got Newcastle cool, I could go so, either way really yeah yeah I mean like as our friend Callum touched on you know Newcastle had a good result but I don't think by any means it means they're kind of sorted does it no absolutely not but yeah. before we um, get into talking about the next game week uh, yes. let's revisit our mini leagues yes how are we doing are we, so uh, in the public league yeah. Our man at the moment, or man of all season, really, Joffa LaMonaco, he of Magic Mushrooms fame. Magic Mushrooms and FPL Take the Hit podcast as well. Oh, is he? Mm. Ah. That's where he gets all his wisdom. That's it. Ah, yeah. Good to know. Well, he's sitting pretty. He's still number one on 500 points. But he is being slowly caught by um, yeah. Abbas Bakaria, uh, whose team is unimaginatively titled Kunaguero. Yeah. Um, He's catching him up. So that, that, that's chasing him down. At the bottom, we've got uh, Peter Gathami of uh, Tusker Baridi FC, who's only on 106 points. But and I do think he joined late. He joined late. Yeah, and it's it's amazing actually looking down. How many have we got in our league? Close to 200? Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. And you look, and everyone scored 30, 40, something occasionally. It was a bad 50. week. It was a really bad week all round. So if it you're was... still feeling bad about it, don't beat yourself up. Yeah, we know at least 200 people in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably more. And how are the celebrities? The all-stars. Uh, so again, same story. Uh, Jack and Barney Whitehall, the dream team. Brothers co-managing Salt and Pepe. Uh, they scored 51 which is pretty good in a yeah. dismal week actually yeah. so they're they're still on top and Kemi, Kelly Summers is, is closing them down good um, go on Kelly and can you guess his bottom uh, oh is it still our friend from uh, oh god was it yeah. quickly Kevin yeah Chris Mr Skull. Chris Skull yeah. Yeah. and uh, can you guess his captain voice <laughs> is, is Glenn Murray still there <laughs> Glenn Murray is still it's there because I I saw him do, uh, you know, the Sky Sports News thing where they have the headset on and they comment on the game they're watching that no one else can see. I saw him do that the other week, and I don't know if it was just my lack of uh, watching Sky Sports I wonder, News. I wonder if he's just not in the match day squad. I thought that injured. wasn't something you did if you were a, a current Premier League player. Yeah, right. Well, they've got. I mean, Aaron Connolly obviously started and was a bit of a phenomenon last week, and Mope has played a lot for them up front. Yeah, so I don't know if Glenn Murray's just out of the squad. He might be injured. I mean, he's yeah. obviously thirty. 
So he's getting on. Oh, um, Chris, come on. I mean, otherwise in the league, that league, there was a big score for Chris Wood of Bastille fame. Oh, Woody. 67. What? Oh, really? 67. He's on really... tour at the moment as well. Maybe I that. I seen his posts of his many shots of him drinking gin behind the drum kit. That's the secret. He's a good lad. Isn't yeah, he, he is a good lad. Back. Get back on the show, yeah. Woody. Yeah, we right. miss you. Yes. <laughs> we, we need to do a little uh, sense check on how his beloved Argyle are doing. Yeah, that's true. On that note, though, Exeter City, my uh, favourite yeah. Devonshire rivals to them, uh, are doing rather well. Mm. Uh, they're kind of sitting pretty oh, flying in, in high. Too, so, so that's all good. So should we look ahead to game week nine yes. after an international break? It's all quite exciting, isn't it? It is, you isn't got, it? Have it's you got been any a transfers long old time. I've got one. I've got one. I, I wish I had two. I, and I don't really know what to do with it because I've got Fabianski injured. Yeah. So I should really replace him. Who's your subkeeper? It is a Burnley chap. Just trying to, um, Pope. Pope, yeah. That's not bad. It's not bad, but they're away at Leicester. Yeah, that's true. So I was thinking Ryan from uh, Brighton's one, Casper yeah. Michael is another. But then that uses my free transfer. Yeah. I also want to get out Dendonka. Yeah. And I'm thinking about Bukari Sacco at Arsenal. Okay. He's currently starting up front. He's only four and a half million. Is he down as a forward? Uh, he's down as a midfielder. Oh, right. So that's that could be one, but then I've got to take a, a full And Arsenal, hit. Sheffield United, yeah, but that, you get the Monday night game there. Yeah, that it's is true. Good. Then as, a, for the end of the as our man Callum, I think Sheffield United might cause an upset. It's uh, definitely possible. Yeah, could be a draw. There could be a scoring draw. True. So, so the currently most transferred in uh, Mane's top, followed by our friend Timmy's brother Tammy Abraham, hey. Mason Mount, and then Pereira at Leicester, and then Madison at Leicester. Yeah, Pereira is a good one in a in a season where no one's keeping clean sheets. Yeah. You're looking for your defenders to, to make attacking and what, what returns. What are you thinking about Puki? Are you are you part of the Puki? Well, I, I never got party. involved with the party, but right. now his price is dropping. Yeah, like, he's uh, the most transferred out player. Is he? Yes. I mean, I in, I, I wonder why in a week a, where they're playing Bournemouth. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give him a week or two. Yeah, I think and so. Callum Wilson's tempting, isn't he? I think I've got fixture proof. You, you have know, good. any excuse to get him in. Good I man. absolutely love that guy. Yeah, his stats are incredibly consistent he as looked, well. Yeah, he looked good when he came off for England as well. He looked sharp. I think he'd been gutted not to start that, but for F- yeah. FPL to have not really played much in that break, he's a intriguing one. And they're home to Norwich, aren't they? Yeah, right. So yeah, there'd be a few goals there. You, you, you fancy you fancy him to do well. We need our old friend Yarmolenko to come up good as well because we, we, we all tipped, tipped him, him the other week and, and bought him in. And we all got well. him in, didn't we? And then he, then he blanked. Um, come on, Yarmolenko. I'm thinking of, I don't know why, but I'm thinking because I've got a few injuries, but I'm thinking of sitting still. I fancy two transfers in the bank for the week after. I really looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think this. I think I'm going to do the goalkeeper thing and then. Just go with the one next week. I don't really feel like taking a hit. You're doing well though, aren't you? Doing okay. I only got 40 last week. Air of the week. Air of the week. So, should we do a beer? Yeah, what what was your beer of the week? I would say that... Pressure drops deeper. Yes. Soccer is popular. Deeper being double IPA uh, at a whopping eight point five percent. Yeah, is big. not my favourite. God, this is big as well. I'm, I'm currently on the uh, the Beavertown Looperloid IPA. You know, everyone loves a Beavertown. Yeah, always, always, good, always a good can. Always a contender for best artwork. Uh, Six point seven though. 
Wow, that is heavy, isn't it? But it it doesn't taste like a 6.7, so that would be my winner. The other one I had was one of our old friends from Big Smoke Brew. Uh, The the wheat beer. And I, I, quite, I like a wheat beer. I had the uh, yeah, another old friend. Oh, actually. there she yeah, is. the double hop Citra IPA from Oakham Ales. Yeah, uh, go see Marks. So I'm and going. Expenses. I'm going Beaver Town Lupaloid IPA. Excellent, great beer. To a win pretty the week. pink can, and um, I, I guess we should um, yeah. So we will be back next week for game week ten with a slightly alternative twist on the fantasy football hangover oh yes special show next week it'll be good to find out what you you think we're doing things a little bit differently next week but it's good to be back we miss Will yeah but we you know he'll be a new man when we see him next he will won't he yeah different stop turning up but I think that's us isn't it yeah thank you for listening everyone thank you good night good night Review my daddy's podcast.